come on. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in the Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuning in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark with us, producing and spinning the one and twos on this R&B Friday. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate if you know what you want to talk about. Like always, it's open phone lines. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it's open phones. All we ask you to do is call during the breaks and be patient during the long breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, uh, if you need to follow me via Twitter or reach out to me, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also, keep in mind, if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, okay, uh, I'll read those in real time over the airwaves, or I'll respond to them later. But you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal Facebook page, and you can leave comments. And like I said, I'll respond to those in real time. If not, I'll respond to them later. Also, keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. And also, if you are traveling or you're in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial-wise, you can go ahead as well. Click on the same website, sportsgrindonline.com, and then click on that link, and then you'll get us live there. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready, rock and roll. All right. So real quick before we get into uh, the docket, uh, just stay tuned. In the last, I think probably the last segment of the day, I will give you a programming uh, announcement update in regards to this show, um, in regards to next week's schedule. So you want to make sure you tune in for that. Um, so we can give you heads up. So if you got to, you know, only listen to the first hour, but make sure you come back for the last segment and kind of give you uh, the situation, what's going on on this front in regards to this particular programming and scheduling. So with that said, uh, we do have some things to get to today as we end the week on Friday. Of course, um, there's some things that I left meat on the bone over the last few days. I didn't really get into uh, the anonymous Pac-12 coach uh, in regards to that took some shots at the University of Colorado and primetime in regards to, I know I brought it up briefly, but I didn't go in depth with my take uh and i just kind of did in the rundown like i'm doing now but i do want to circle back around to that because i want to dive into really what this anonymous coach said and why i think it's kind of out of bounds but prime time's already responded to it but also we've got more fresher news in the world of college football pat fitzgerald head coach at northwestern is going to be suspended after a probing investigation for hazing I don't know the details, almost the details, all of the details of this. I'll let Jonas fill us in here when we get to that. But that's another, you know, Pat Fitzgerald's been there a long time with with Northwestern. Um, he's had a respectable program since he's been there. Uh, they were real good a couple years ago. Uh, but, again, you know, in this day and time, and, again, I, that's why I want to hear this in real time and get the details of what they're talking about in this investigation. But if I just go off the report of hazing, and I'll wait till I hear the more details. It's just the fact that you think in this time over the I would say over the last, I don't know, five to eight years, easy, the crackdown on hazing on all levels, uh, even to the professional level, but especially on the collegiate and high school level uh, has been taken very seriously. So my point being is to be in this situation where 
you know, you're caught up in this hazing thing is is a head scratcher. But again, these are young men. And, and you know, a lot of these coaches and, and I would put Pat Fitzgerald in that situation in Northwestern. Uh, but a lot of these coaches, you know, it's hard. And, I, and I've had this battle in this show forever in regards to how much are the head coaches, you know, how much can they control around the clock, especially when you're talking about offseason type of stuff. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Other problem brewing, um, and I kind of brought this up in passing, not this particular incident, but I put up, I brought up what's brewing in Georgia. We know that this, you know, Kirby, like I've always said, he's family. Roll tight. He was burped under Nick Saban. He's family. But there's he's building a mini dynasty. He's on the verge. Okay, he's got the answers to the test. He's got the blueprint. But I also say there's a culture that's being created of invisibility, being invisible, you know, being iron, being basically oh, invincible, invincible. Did I say my mind is scattered right now? Did I say yeah, invincible? I feel, yeah, yeah. Well, now you ain't, not, you ain't disappearing. You can't see him. <laughs> um, but you go fast enough. Yeah, true. You have a freshman linebacker. Let me see who we got here. Samuel. Um, He's he's been cited for going eight. What was it? Eighty eight in a fifty five mile an hour speed zone. Now, probably in most cases in other universities, whether this would be headlines or not. But I think the reason why this is going to be headline in Georgia, because we know the incident of last year after the parade, young lady lost her life. Former Georgia player lost his life. They've had this is like probably I would say since that incident, this is probably I think if I'm not mistaken, like their third or fourth speeding type of violation. Okay, now this is a point to where you want to add something. To? Uh, this is eleven. Oh well, hell, I took the and, I took the this, under and it was way over. This makes it around three hundred and one now since uh, Kirby Smart took over in 2015. Um. Uh, yeah, I was way under on that. I took the under. Well, first of all, hold on. Because we talked about this story last month when there was another one. But how many, how, but, okay, LeBron, how so, many have this been since the fatal accident? Uh, at after. least 10 reports as of June 14th. and now After we're here, the fatal accident. After the oh, fatal wow. accident. And so then we hear, come here today and you had another one on there. So we're at at least 11 reports. Okay, well, see, in regards to what I just told you a few minutes ago, about the Pat Fitzgerald and the hazing, how much can a coach, you know, really know, and especially in the off season and stuff like that. This is a situation where there hasn't been, in my opinion, I'm not in Athens, Georgia. I'm not down there. Don't cover the team. Don't have sources down there. But I do cover the sport for a long time in different parts of the country. You get in different culture. And when you're talking about the SEC, I will tell you this. There's, this, is, this does fall on Kirby. For the most part, maybe not 100 percent on them. But when you have a f and, and what's so alarming, you know, and I like thinking about this in real time, because what's so alarming about this is that it goes back to where we've seen incidents in in situations like what happened a couple weeks ago with the Titanic situation with the submissible. We've seen the reaction of people on how on social media with that. And I kind of had the same take then. What's alarming to me is that, and again, you're dealing with a bunch of young men. There is a teammate, a peer, 
that lost his life and a trainer who lost her life, not even a calendar year yet. And that's not enough to make anybody that puts pads on or a helmet on or on that staff, whether they're trainers, whether they're you know players, they're coaches. And I'm just going to stick to the player aspect. Like, it's to the fact that that didn't slow any of them down to have 11 speeding deals. And the reason why I go back to the Titanic and the reason why I'm saying that and all that, because my point that I'm getting to is this, there is, and I, and I don't really want to make this uh, uh, all about the generational thing or this young generation, but I will just say this. We're at a time, okay, and maybe the adults, as they say, hey, if the adults don't act right, how do you expect the children and the kids to? But we're at a time where the younger people, are, or if you want to put some adults, the value on life for human life and even people's own life has been cheapened. And why I say that, there's, you know, again, I can even go back to, I mean, again, I mean, I've told you, as I've gotten older, I think that a lot of things different and a lot of different things affect me differently now than they would have had even 10, 15 years ago. And, and I try to give these takes as knowing that I'm, in, I'm giving this take as a 46-year-old grown man in reference to a guy or a young man that's 19, 20, 21. But even if I go back to that time when I was that age, even a little bit younger, let's just say right out of high school. If there was anybody around me or even people that I know, because I've experienced some of this, but anybody, anybody ever had a near death experience or death experience, there was more no, that like that took notice of that. Like it slowed the thing down, like the mood down. And to me, when you talk about the culture of Georgia, they are on the verge of being they've got a ways to go, but it is not that easy. But they're on the verge of being the closest thing to the next Alabama. You know, Clemson, you know, people thought it was going to be then because, hey, man, they battled with the Tide. Dabo Sweeney beat Nick Saban twice in a national championship game. We saw that matchup three out of four years, two out of three years. But if you look at the last few years, Clemson has kind of slowed down a little bit because, you know, you lose a Trevor Lawrence. You know, you lose a couple receivers, the D-line, you know. It's hard to replenish that, and you can see that within the ACC that they play in, even with them. Georgia, I don't think with Kirby and the way he's built it, that they're going to have that problem. That's why I think that they really – I wasn't quick to go and dub Clemson that, but I would say and tell you that I'm okay with quickly to dub Georgia because I, I know who's you know billing this. I know where he learned it from, how long he was there, but I also know by doing that and the focus so much on winning – and, 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 and everything like that, not being complacent, what has been lost is responsibility. And I believe, in my opinion, building a culture of responsibility. Like, look, Alabama didn't have a rest. You know, they've had guys they've had to kick off the team or lose a scholarship. There's no program, and I've said this forever, regardless how big of a Nick Saban Alabama fan I am, it, it ain't per it, he ain't perfect. The program ain't perfect. There's no programs. But when you talk about something that is not even a calendar year and there's 11 speeding citations and you just lost a peer, a guy that didn't even, you know, having his NFL dreams just just pretty much cut short. That's a problem when you still have that many citations and they're all from Alabama, I mean, excuse me, Georgia football players, period. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven grind. 
Also, what else we got? Go baseball. Uh, we haven't taken a chance yet to look at the All Star, who made the All Star lineup, but we're going to get to that uh, today as well too, because this weekend I think you got games up till Sunday, and then it's the break. Monday's the All Star. I mean, the Home Run Derby, and then Tuesday, you know, American League versus National League. So before we get out of here, we'll take a look at the lineup. Um, the Mets continue to kind of stay. I won't, uh, you know, in the docket I said hot. I don't know if I'm ready to go hot, but they've got some momentum that they're trying to build. You know, they've kind of turned it around ever since the owner. Had to come out and say, hey, man, I'm not the one that just wants to fire people for the uh, sake of firing people. Um, you know, that pretty much said, hey, Buck's not going anywhere. Now, am I not? He didn't commit to Verlander a Max Serger in regards to that they were going to be here throughout the rest of the season. That they were going to survive the trade deadline. But he just said, hey, we're not making a change at manager, you know, at least through the course of the season. And they were, the team has responded for that. I mean, that's – and I think when you're an owner, and it doesn't matter whether it's baseball, NFL, um, or basketball, if you're an owner and you got to speak out through the media or in public about underachieving performance, um, whether it's players, whether it's coaches, staff, or just pretty much putting everybody just say, hey, we're not achieving, we've got to look at what we're doing. This is the type of response that you hope you get. This is why you do it. Okay, because, again, these guys that have all this wealth that own these teams, that buy these teams, they don't get to billionaires not knowing how to read their room and knowing their employees and how to get things going to send messages. You know, whether they've ever played in the sport or not, you don't get to that level. So I think by him doing that, this is one of those situations to where he did it for a reason to say, okay, I'm going to say, because, you know, you hear this, I see it in football a lot. You know, you get to week seven, you get to week eight, a team is a couple games under 500. They're not out of it yet, uh, but there's, you know, there's news swirling that the coach's job could be in jeopardy, this and that. You'll see owners come out then like, hey, coach ain't going anywhere. Because why? Because you feel like I'm going to eliminate that distraction so then I can pretty much evaluate the remaining games to see how they're going to perform under you, how they are performing, and then make a decision. And I think that's really what the owner did is put everybody on notice. But everybody's responding because they've got a lot of payroll, but I'll keep going back to what I think, what I've been saying. I think a lot of their struggles is when they lost their closer in the World Baseball Classic that kind of took the sale out of them. But, hey, they got another W on the road, and they're getting these wins in, in the desert. I mean, Arizona Diamondbacks have had a, been a hell of a team during the first half of the team, especially at home. Okay, so these are two wins they picked up. So you have that going on. Uh, the Rangers fell yesterday to Boston. Um, they pretty much blew another lead, um, had an opportunity, but they went and lost another game. Still, still kind of – I don't know if I'm going to say high on the Rangers, but I think that they'll still be there when the dust settles. You know, they've got to, you know, shore up some pitching and stuff like that, but they still got an offense that I think can get and get them into uh, a wild card spot or maybe hold on to win that division. 877-37-GRIND. But where we're going to start is we'll start in the NBA because it is Wimby night uh, has officially landed uh, in the NBA, out in the desert, in the summer league. As the San Antonio Spurs summer team takes on the Charlotte Hornets and Brandon Miller uh, tonight, live on ESPN. Like, I'll keep telling you, like, this again, the team you can count on two hands and maybe even one hand on how many national televised games they've had in the last four or five years, okay? And they're having their summer league game on primetime on the four letter network. What a difference a pick makes. What a difference a calendar year makes in regards to the notoriety that you're getting off this particular player, Wimby. Uh, but he's going to make his debut. I've been on record, and I'm going to stay on record. 
due to the fact that he played deep into his other league playoff and championship series in France, um, I get it that he's only 19 and you got to get in this environment playing against other NBA, you know, prospects, summer league prospects, guys that's just been drafted like yourself. But I'm really looking at 15 to 20 minutes tops for him. And I think 20's pushing it. And now I wouldn't have this take if it wasn't for him playing as deep in his league and making it all the way to the championship round. And that because the way it goes now, and this has nothing to really do about low men, but it just comes down to where like this is not just because of his hype or his his upside. This is still not your normal rookie at 19 coming under these circumstances. So when you get back, speaking of Victor, they both responded to this situation with Miss Spears. She's broke her silence too. We'll talk about that when we get back. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spit of the One and Twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. There's nothing like the rival of spring and a company smell of fresh cut prices in the air at Specs. Nobody does wine like Specs with a Texas-sized selection of world-class wines at lower prices. You'll find the perfect zing for spring at Specs. Raise a glass to lower prices on fresh spring selections. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so we've got Wimby tonight. Um, what do you, before we get into the whole off the court 
Britney fiasco, and I think we've got some update information coming down to that too. Um, what do you? Let me ask you because you're gonna. I mean, when it comes to the Spurs, um, I respect your opinion. Um, fifty percent of the time, well, I say seventy. Um, but 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 you but you covered the team. You 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 wrote and written for you know different project Spurs and stuff like that. And you and the reason why I'm going to ask you and I want to hear your opinion because you like let me just for the other people out in the region, other outside the two one zero, you know, there's not too many media members or people that are in the business here locally that even cover their summer league teams over the years. It's not a sexy thing to do. It's not a, a good beat to be on. Uh, but Mr. Clark has has done that, and um, that's why I want to ask you. What is your because people are going to tune in tonight across the country locally here to see this this alien on a basketball court. OK. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether he's playing against G League guys or these are guys trying to make the roster. It doesn't matter whether he's not going to be playing against Steph, LeBron, Katie. He's going to be judged from day one. So. It's crazy I'm asking you this because what I'm getting to is to ask you, what are you looking for over these few summer games and especially the debut tonight where you look like, okay, then, you know, somewhat we can see maybe the hype or, okay, I kind of see this, whether it might be X's and O's, whether it might be the way they're using them. Because, again, this isn't the same coaches. Even though the system is there, I mean, these are hand-picked summer league coaches that pop and the organization say, hey, this is who's taking our summer team. All NBA teams have done it. But it's still not pop on the sideline. But what are you looking for for Wimby tonight and going forward in the summer in regards to whether it's, hey, we're feeling good or like, or you, you, we're not going to be able to get that or you're not going to be able to judge that just off summer league? I think the one thing is you want to see him used the way he's been advertised. Okay. Hmm. And that means not just sitting in the paint, not just being a traditional big. You know, you want to see him bringing the ball up the court. You want to see him spending some time on the perimeter. You want to see him working a bit of the pick and roll. Uh, and that will help because he does have a guard that he's played with before, or, or knows, rather. And 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 um and CD, his fellow Frenchman, um, and he's been around the team for a while now. And and if beyond even just the 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 intangibles that he has, you know, his size, his ability to shoot, the IQ is another part of this, right? And and Tony had, was we saw everybody's seen the pictures. He, Tony had him over at his house down here in San Antonio, and they were breaking down film together. So, you want to see a little bit of that, but uh, I was reading this morning, Vincent Goodwill over at Yahoo Sports wrote a very good article on what he's kind of expecting, and you want to see Wemby block out the noise, because the noise, you, he can maybe hear it from across the ocean in right, France, right? but now he's going to be in it. Right. That place is going to be loud, um, and everybody is going to be headhunting him. Yeah. Because you want the opportunity to just like Scoot did to get your dunk on Wembenyama to be able to say he's not much. You know, these guys are gonna hmm. if you can if you can get a poster on him, then you're gonna go to you're gonna run to Kinkos and print that out uh, and, and print it off right. and hang it on your bedroom wall. even if you're not even if you don't make a roster. Because you got to do it. Right. You were on the court with them. So 
I think that's really what you want to see because, and the other thing too is he's long and lanky. He's what, seven foot, I think officially now seven foot four and 230, 240 pounds. That he doesn't seem, and, and even watching the coverage that we did here in, in the studio during the French mm-hmm. games and stuff, he, he's not immovable. And so I want to see him be able to hold his ground a little bit. So those kinds of things, he's got to be able to handle the toughness. He's a he's going to be a good basketball player. We can see, we already know he was just a French MVP in their, in his league. He's a good basketball player, but can you hold yourself over here in the United States with these expectations? I think that's the first thing to kind of see. Yeah, I think that's well said. Uh, that's what's well said, and I think it's more now. Again, you you come from I, I'm I'm coming from a place of an NFL minded type of guy. Uh, when you talk about, because you know we're about to bark on probably a little bit over a month away from starting to have preseason games in football, and normally the you know unwritten rule in NFL, you really don't show your your even if you play your starters for a quarter or you know whatever, you don't really show your whole offensive scheme, especially like if you're a new coaching staff or you you don't really show things you're working on in the offseason or you you don't do that in the preseason. So the reason why I bring that up is kind of when you say, well, I want to bring I want to see Wimby run the. I wonder if it's one of those that you kind of just saying like we're not going to show you exactly how we play. Now again, this is summer league, and for the most part, summer leagues for the last few years have looked like at high wealthy pickup games for the most part uh in regards to that but um yeah i it's, it's going to be interesting but i think the the real test is still i mean it's excited to actually see him on the court in a spurred uniform in an nba setting but i think it doesn't really get popping until we get to october and to see when he's going up against the best of best not guys in g league or trying to get in the summer but i will tell you uh now to his counterpart that's playing in this game tonight brandon miller uh, his first debut didn't really go too well. Uh, it, it was to be honest with you, and, I, and I'm just keeping it real. I've been a big Brandon Miller fan. I, I'm, you know, I'm not ready to jump off the boat or panic yet. But his first summer league game was almost a carryover of the game against San Diego State in the tournament. Um, you know, you have to wonder if what he's been through, um, and basically the even at hometown in his backyard, the anxiety of. An investigation, meeting with authorities, name, you know, drug out all through the, the, the media and basically the anxiety of saying, OK, where am I going to go with NBA? You have to wonder if it's finally taking a toll on him and he just needs to excel and be ready to go when the season starts. Now, I think, you know, he almost went scoreless. Now, um, tonight he's going to be sharing the stage with the guy who's pretty much like I said, I've been watching, you know, it's not like in the 90s and. Early, to, it's not like I've always rushed to like, hey, I'm gonna look at the draft. I'm gonna break the draft, but I've always pay, I've paid attention to the draft long enough to know that I've never seen a draft like we had a few Thursdays ago, that a whole draft was about the number one player. Okay, that that was and, and again, I know he's coming from Fred, but so my point is, Brandon Miller is sharing the court tonight. So I'm looking at to see how exactly Brandon Miller is going to bounce back and respond uh, because at the end of the day, he was the number um, two overall pick. And I'm going to keep saying three, but no, he was number. I said he should have went two. I didn't think he would, but he did. He's the number two overall pick. So you have the one and two tonight. And I think Brandon, under most circumstances, I feel like at 19, if you can go through possibly charges, accessory of a murder, 
and you can come out in some hostile environments, and I think eventually he can muster that back. But he got off to a rocky start his first uh, game. And he did, but he picked it up in the fourth quarter, 12 of his 18 points in the final frame, and he said after the game, we got the jitters out. So okay. tonight, all eyes won't be on him. <laughs> so he's going to be able to benefit from being able to be a little bit more in the background as a secondary player to Wembenyama. The, the expectations, he's already had his debut now. Tonight's all about Wembenyama. I feel like Miller can play a little bit more loose. Um. Yeah. I mean, you you think you think Brandon's gonna be able to play more useful? Brandon's gonna be able to play right, more loose right, because right. The, yeah. tonight's all about Victor. Yeah, I agree. You already got it out, you, and you bounced back. If, if maybe if he was coming off of a rough fourth quarter too, then it might be a different story. If you did only finish with six points for the full game, you know, on, on what Tuesday now, uh, it, that might be a different story. But because you were able to get things together by the fourth quarter, have a couple days to you know break it down. And then you come in here, and, and the expectation, the, the attention isn't on you. I feel like it's a benefit. No, I, I can see that. I mean, that's, eight o'clock tonight. Mm, that's Central Standard Time. Eight o'clock Central, yeah. Nine o'clock okay. uh, Eastern, God. and seven o'clock Mountain Time. Our listeners out that way. All right, so we'll see what happens on the on the court and how this plays out. Now let's talk about the nonsense off the court that has gone down with the uh, Spurs security. Okay, not entourage or posse, but the Spurs hired a security, Britney Spears and Wimby. Now, I saw the feed of him talking after practice that they had on the four-letter network. I saw him kind of respond and like, oh, I didn't know. Now, what I'm hearing, there's some new video that surfaced this morning that actually shows and confirms her hitting herself in the face with the hand. Now, before we get into that, what exactly was the state? Do you have the statement of what Britney released i think on her what was it, ig or whatever her statement was go ahead and read that uh, she put it on her twitter or she didn't twitter. put it on whatever the okay. new facebook one is um threads she oh didn't put God, it on that there's another one now yeah Uh-oh. um there's a lawsuit in that too uh wow. but britney spears said uh traumatic experiences are not new to me and i have a, have had my fair share of them I was not prepared for what happened to me last night. I recognized an athlete in my hotel lobby as I was heading to dinner. I later went to a restaurant at a different hotel and saw him again. I decided to approach him and congratulate him on his success. I was It was really loud, so I tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention. I am aware of the player's statement where he mentions I grabbed him from behind, uh, but I simply tapped him on the shoulder his security then backhanded me in the face without looking back in front of a crowd, nearly knocking me down and causing my glasses, uh, causing my glasses off my face. Um, okay, have you? So the question I have you: Have you seen the new video? Or have you seen the footage? I haven't seen it. And what is it after your? Because I know you're a grassy knoll type of guy, but after looking at the Sabruta film. What is your conclusion? Is it consistent what she says, or does this still feels like? Because before you answer that, my opinion, and I we talked a little bit about this. We're not spend too much time on this today, but I still feel like the thing that gets me out of this, uh, you know, gets to me out of this whole thing, is Britney's been in the game, and what I mean by that is like even though I think her career it's been stale for a while. I mean, it is what it is. Never really been a big fan of her, but there was a time that she couldn't go anywhere but being mobbed. Okay, so she, when I say she's been in the game, she's been in the game of wanting to have people approach her in certain settings where maybe it wasn't right or maybe they wouldn't want to be bothered. And to me, this is still like this is this is almost 
a story of like just a random chick or a random guy that just made the wrong mistake or maybe just tapped. But again, this is a person that had at one time uh, had a height of fame that was pretty famous. I mean, regardless how I feel personally about the, the woman, at the end of the day, I'm not going to deny. I never tried to deny anybody's talents. She was at the height of her career. She was a very famous and people wanted a piece of her. Now, that's why to me, I mean, usually when you're that status, even though if I think she's a has been, you normally sit there because what was alarming to me is I'm thinking like because what I read is like, OK, well, this we know them at we noticed at dinner. Then we noticed them. And then when they moved there, I'm thinking like, well, damn, that sounds almost like stalking. Like, then you stalking the tall brother? That's that tall guy that I've seen. So it's almost premeditated. But again, have you seen the video? I have. And what do you what are you taking from what you've seen? A situation blown out is a little fibbing on her part, or what are you what are you seeing? Well, she chases. She kind of chases after him a little bit. Um, she sees that he's a few steps ahead of her, and. I'm only six six one, and I know that my step is larger than other people's. Well, I right. can't imagine what a step for Wembenyama is. Oh yeah, um, and, and they, he's just walking with the security. She starts, ch- you know, she's behind him. She starts kind of like you know picking up pace to get towards him. Um, she doesn't touch his shoulder because I don't know if she can reach his shoulder. No, <laughs> but right. uh, reaches out um, and d- multiple times, like trying to get his attention. And I'm like, I think about the third maybe like attempt to touch is when you see the guards uh hand he doesn't turn so he him. just fl- fl- he, he I just, figured it was a natural it was motion a, a, like just that. a deflection um she doesn't she doesn't even really stumble um you know where she says Gosh. that you know we heard reports that she it caused her to fall down she says you know causing me to almost fall down knocking my glasses off my face um so it's just more more of like a you know, fly uh, swatting a fly you know well, and um, it, look, yeah. exactly. Okay, so I'm glad you gave me your take of. I don't scene, know. If, I, I don't know if she really grabbed him. I mean, I'm going to take Victor's word at that um, because if he says he was, if he says he felt it, it doesn't. The video that we have is from behind, so well, you they, can't you can't see the depth in terms right. of how far or how close she got to touching him. But well, Nevada has come out and said there's going to be no charges for anybody involved. So we know that they just released that a few hours ago. Um, but the reason why I asked you if you've seen the video, because because really in her Instagram post, or excuse me, her social media Twitter post, where she put out, she doesn't really say anything that because you got to think when she put that out, this story is like already like six, seven years, seven, seven years, six to seven hours old. So to me, you don't really say anything to dispute. Like, well, I, they say you fall down. I don't know if she said anything. Well, no, that's not true. I didn't fall down. So Jonas is giving me the evidence. I'm looking at this. He's very tall, man. She's walking. She's walking. There's she's people giant. walking around. She's done. <laughs> and then basically she keeps going. She keeps going. And now that I'm looking at Okay, so it doesn't really. Okay, yeah, so, so. so you could, and, the, and the security could probably hear her, right. her heels kind of like clicking on the floor, like picking up and okay. trying to catch after. You don't know who it is. And first of all, um. We don't know. It's a possibility she could have been under the influence of something. This is a woman that's been through a lot in the last five to seven years with family. We don't know. But the other thing, it goes back to what I said yesterday. It kind of proves to where she's at in her life and career. If you're Britney Spears, because without seeing her face, that, that, that's like a, that looks like, if you didn't know that's Britney Spears, that looks like a stalkerish type of fan, a female that's like, I want, I, I, I want a piece of the Frenchman. That's what that looks like. 
Okay, so where it's more sad at to me where she's at her career, because if you're Britney Spears, you know, you're on the level where you're supposed to be like if you want to. It's not like you or I or people that's listening to the show. Like if it's somebody we're in a, like a famous person we see and just say, hey, we want to say, hey, we respect what you do. Hey, this and this or whatever. That's what we would have to do. When you're with Britney Spears or Britney Spears, whatever, normally if you want to meet somebody, like you have handled like, hey, can you, can you get a hold of his people? I would like to meet him or I want an autograph for my kid or I want this and this. That's how people of quote unquote Britney Spears used to be statue whatever. That's how you handle those things. Not coming at, and, and again, it's surprising to me because she used to know what this felt like. And I'm pretty sure there's places that Britney could still go in a certain if they saw her, hey man, that's Britney. She would still know to a certain extent that walking into a store or mall, would you want somebody coming up from behind you, this and this? And if you had bodyguards or whatever, there's a chance somebody could get a fling around and hit in the head or glasses off. That's why, to me personally, this was more about once she found out that this got out and it went viral, people like, hey, girl, you know what they're saying? You know, you're trending. Oh, you let it go, go and go. Because like, hey, it's bad. But it's good. I'm trending again. Oops, I did it again. There was no apology or anything needed by this person. That video. Yeah, I, I can see why you because that's natural reaction, man. Like if you're a crowded, if you're like if you go like now Fiesta, I retired a long time ago, but you used to go to go to Niosa. You go to people, it's all packed and everything, and people on your shoulders spilling beer. Somebody keeps tapping. Your reaction, like, yo, man, who's you turn around, you can flail and hit some. Come on, man. She was, she, she, she I think she was on the influence, man. That sound, that looked a little she bit was too more just caught up in the moment of just trying to get to him. You're not God. thinking. Because you easy, you're going into a restaurant. You could have easily just stopped by his table, shaking his hand. He's, you know. Just shows you where she's at. But anyway, listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.